Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the uh, podcast uh, today. Cognitive decline. In other words, the development of early dementia. What's the process? What's the, what are the factors that contribute to cognitive decline, significant cognitive decline? Or on the other hand, what are the factors that lead to one to have resistance to that cognitive decline that we all fear as we increase in age? Now, recently I had a um, little uh, evening coffee time with some friends who were in the 80s. 82, and uh, we were discussing the decision they had just made about going into a um, assisted living program in the community in which they live, selling their house and now moving into assisted living. And we talked about this matter, that um, their cognitive abilities, that was one of the key factors that led to the decision to seek out a compatible assisted living environment for them. They were both afraid that they themselves and each other would experience significant cognitive decline and not be in a place where care would be available and achievable. So they made that decision and I spoke to them regarding the factors that contribute to cognitive decline. Now, there were two recent studies that are very critical uh, in this whole question about your cognitive abilities as you increase in age. And what is it that you do or what is it that you should not do uh, to deal with the issue of your own cognition, your cognitive abilities? Well, let's take a look at the two studies that were done. I think they're the profound ones. You know, we hear all these various kind of things that you can do. To protect yourself from dementia, protect yourself from Alzheimer's. And they're all good to some degree. They all make some contribution to that factor of preventing dementia setting in and Alzheimer's uh, following. But two studies were really profound in that they found in these studies these factors that really are the significant ones about uh, whether you will experience early onset of dementia or whether you will not experience that kind of traumatic experience in your life. Let's take a look at the first study that uh, just came out. And um, very important study done in France. 30 million French people were followed and interviewed and surveyed and measured relative to their alcohol use and whether the alcohol use was associated with a problem, a disorder, if you will, that is alcoholism, alcohol addiction, problem drinking in some format, or alcohol-related diseases that they were experiencing, like cirrhosis of the liver would be one example, but heart failure would be another, and uh, liver failure of various kinds, and... uh, stomach problems, and so on and so on it goes. 30 million Frenchmen were evaluated on this particular issue. And the results suggest that heavy drinking is the strongest potentially modifiable risk factor 
for dimension ever known by the researchers and in the studies that have been conducted thus far. Michael Schwarzjigger was the main uh, researcher on this particular project and it was studied in Medscape Medical News. So here was, here's what they said. Heavy drinking is a major, major, major contributing factor to dementia. But secondly, it is the most modifiable behavior pattern to prevent early onset of dementia if people just honored that issue in their life. In other words, if you drink, stop. If you drink a lot, cut it back significantly. Don't fool yourself. Don't think, well, I'm just having a glass of wine when actually a glass of wine equals two bottles of beer. And the studies show that if you have two bottles of beer or more in a given day, per day, you are at high risk for dementia. High risk for dementia. So if you're drinking, stop it. If you're drinking, cut it back. <clears throat> if you're living with somebody who drinks, intercede. Because if you love them, you want them around. And you want them around in their full capacity, their full mental capacity. Why would you want somebody around who's half dead, basically, and functioning at a very low level of capability? So if you are living with somebody who's in that kind of situation of drinking regularly and heavily, heavily is... is two beers a day or more. Now, we don't usually think of it that way, but that's really what it is. And in this study, they had a three times chance of having dementia, if that's what they drank, two beers or more. In other words, they drank heavily, and they had a heavy likelihood of developing dementia early in life. Now, early, what's that? Well, that's earlier than age 70. Okay? When your life is still functional. In age 70, don't forget, you have about 10 to 15 years more of productivity in your life. And if you're a heavy drinker, you're taking that away. You may be living, but you're not living productively. You see? And that's the key issue. It's not years of life, it's years of productive living that you really want to guard. So you want to live beyond that 70, up into that 80s, when you have at least five more years of productivity, unless you're a heavy drinker and been a heavy drinker. And the sooner you stop, the sooner you modify, the sooner you reduce the amount of alcohol consumption, the better it is on the brain and better it is on your health of the body. So that's the study. Go to the Frenchman. They know. And um, high incidence, very high incidence of dementia among those that drank two beers a day or more. And um, we can't let that happen. So just remember, wine is the same thing as beer, but for every glass of wine, you're drinking two bottles of beer. So don't fool yourself. So... Um, do something about that if that's the case and if you're concerned at all about living a productive life when you're older and uh, you want to live not only a productive life for your family but you want to live a life productive for yourself 
your career, your interests, your abilities, the strengths you have, the things that you'd like to produce, the creative projects you'd like to be involved in. I mean, those can go on. And remember, insurance companies give you five more years, if you're 80, of full productivity. And it could be more. So go for it, okay? Now, here's a second study that was done on the same uh, topic of preventing early dementia. What do you do? Well, in this study, they looked at a number of social factors. A number of social factors. And what they found was that a strong social network can help stave off cognitive decline in older adults. It's not just being in a social network when you're young. It's, be, it's being in a social network when you're older in life, you know, as well. And the study that was conducted took people who were 80 years of age, who were involved in an interactional pattern of social uh, network. In other words, it was like a, a book study or a Bible study or some kind of a weekly uh, meeting of uh, people who talked and interacted and challenged each other and argued and debated and discussed topics of interest and topics of uh, conflict even, religion and politics and all those things that kind of create stress and turmoil in relationships. They talked about those kinds of things. They talked about books and they worked on puzzles and they played games together and they were what we call super-agers. Super-agers. In other words, they're 80. They were super because they maintained a lifestyle of social interaction and social challenge, you know, to each other. And that was the main thing of this study that showed itself as being influential on the staving off of dementia, delaying dementia, putting off dementia until later on in life. It wasn't just that they had positive relationships with them. That's nice, but that wasn't the factor. It wasn't that they were just in their environment and they enjoyed the environment, such as taking a walk and smelling the roses. And that was nice and good, but that didn't make the difference. They're involved in reading and just kind of improving themselves. That was important, but it wasn't the real difference. Many of them had a purpose in life. They were fulfilling some kind of a purpose. They were feeling self-good or good about themselves, self-accepting. Well, that was fine, but it wasn't the key factor. The key factor for super-agers that makes them stand out to others of the same age and of the same cognitive ability. But those that are going to live longer and going to live sharper and going to have a sharper mind are what we call the super-agers. And they were the ones that were involved in a social network, a strong social network of interactional patterns of talk and relationship. And they... Uh, related to each other in a friendly and a positive way, but they challenged each other. They stimulated each other. They made each other think. They made each other think ahead and to discuss and to argue and to reason together. That's what it takes. You've got to challenge the brain. You've got to challenge each other. So it was the super-agers that staved off the whole issue of depression but primarily staved off the issue of cognitive decline, that is, dementia, early in life. So there you have it. If you take two studies, the primary outcome of those two studies was cut the alcohol, 
stop it or cut it down significantly. And secondly, increase your social network, particularly a social network that is challenging, that is interactive, that is uh, mentally uh, challenging to you. It makes you think and make you argue, make you reason, make you read and make you study and make you think it think issues through, you know, together. A supportive, loving uh, group of people that meet regularly together for that purpose. That makes a difference. So, dementia is modifiable. You can stave it off, cut the alcohol, and get into a social interactional group where your brain is stimulated, your mind is stimulated. You can change your behavior patterns just on these two points. And the benefit will be your cognitive ability as you increase in your age from 80 to 85, you know, to 90, where you want to stay mentally alert and physically active and socially engaged, but sober. <laughs> That's the issue, okay? So thanks for joining me today on the uh, podcast. Go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com, and um, got a new book out there, and you can get it on, on Amazon, it's ebook. You can get it on uh, ebook or the Kindle, just for three ninety nine. It's a book on depression, coming out of depression, and I show you many of the ways that you can help yourself stave off depression or certainly come out of depression if you are depre a depressed person. So just a small little book. It's a good one to read, but if you have any form of depression that you are dealing with or you know somebody who is. Go to the book by me. Go to just Amazon Books and put my name in. And up will pop the book on depression and pick it up. It's only $3.99 on the Kindle. So nice to talk to you and bye for now.